Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. We strongly believe that the information you consume influences what you believe on, and your belief system influences the decisions that you make and the decisions that you make correlate to the actions that you take and the actions you don't take. Your action or inaction leads to specific results, to specific outcomes. Therefore, the result of your life can be traced back to what you believe, what you act or do not act upon. That is why it is written, above all as guard your mind, for out of it springs the things of life. And it is also written, be you transformed by the renewal of your mind. Have you ever wondered why companies spend billions of dollars in advertisements? Because they want to get into your mind. You need to guard your mind because the information that you consume is going to eventually change you and change the outcome of your life. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you are already having? I started by saying that there is great potential in you already. You've been endowed with great potential by your creator. And if somebody has told you, you are just the result of some cosmic accident, that you are here by chance, and that your life has no meaning and no purpose, I want to tell you today, that you have a creator, there is a blueprint for your life, you were designed for a reason and sent on earth at this particular time because not only are you needed, what you have to do is very critical. I want you to wake up to that realization. You might have been conditioned by mass media, by the teachers that have been in your life and by all other experiences to believe that you don't have what it takes to win. They lied to you. You have what it takes to win. There is one human race, one human race. And the amount of melanin in somebody's skin does not make them less human, does not reduce anything in their potential. You have what it takes for you to fulfill your assignment. That is the message. That is the truth. And for you to do well, you have to come to terms with that. You have to believe that and act accordingly. I want to welcome you for to today's uh, broadcast. We are still looking at the life of Joseph and talking about some of the lessons his life teaches us. 
and how we can benefit as we rise up against the evil that emanates from the heart of people. In this particular case, this evil is hiding behind the smokescreen of racism. And we are here to shine the light, expose the darkness, and chase away the darkness. Before we look at lesson number three today, I want you to do me a favor. There are three things that I need from you, three things that are within your power to do. The first one is share this broadcast, share this uh, video, invite other people to join us. The second thing that you can do is to subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you haven't visited my YouTube channel, we have a goal of 100,000 subscribers. You can help us achieve that goal. It's going to cost you zero, nada, zilch. You can do it. Click the subscribe button. And if you want to be notified when I come online, you can as well click the bell. It's going to notify you when I come live. There are many other subjects that we will be talking about. IEM approach is all about inspiration, equipment, equipping, and motivating. We inspire you. Then we come alongside with you, give you the tools that you need, and then stand with you to make sure you become all God created you to be. The last thing I want you to do for me is this. Grab a copy of my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. This book brings hope. There is hope. We are not at the mercy of racism. No matter what mass media have said, no matter what the different, the different politicians are saying, or even some religious leaders, we are not at the mercy of racism. All racism, where is your sting? All racism, where is your power? All racism. Racism is dead. Let us start with you. Today, we're going to move to the third lesson we need to learn from the life of Joseph. And that is the ability to see the bigger picture. The ability to see the bigger picture. If you can't see the bigger picture, you are going to allow your circumstances to drown you. You are going to allow your circumstances to overwhelm you. Joseph saw the bigger picture. And that is what kept his sanity. And that is what helped him to be able to forgive his brothers. Yes, in addition to the fear of God, Joseph understood the bigger picture and that enabled him to also forgive. Let's look at what the bigger picture was for Joseph. How was he able to figure out what was happening vis-a-vis -vis God's big picture and to align himself and his life 
with that picture. It is written in Genesis chapter 15, verse 13 to 16, as follows. Now, Abraham was the great grandfather of no, Abraham was the grandfather. Abraham was the great grandfather of Joseph. So Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac gave birth to Jacob, and Jacob gave birth to Joseph. The family had a legacy. They had a promise from God. I want to read it to you, and now you can understand th things within context and why Joseph had to act the way he did. He had access to the same information with his brothers. However, his understanding of this promise was very different from his brothers. And that is why if information alone was enough, all of us would be what? Rich, healthy, and strong. Unfortunately, you must have heard that knowledge is power. No. Knowledge that is acted upon. Knowledge that is acted upon. I always tell people, please don't tell me you know. If you know and you are not doing it, you have head knowledge, you don't know. When you know something, it changes you. When you know something, it changes your actions. It changes your speech. Of what use? It's knowing, for example, that smoking is bad, yet you keep lighting the cigarette and smoking. How is that knowledge helping you? Of what use is knowing that investing is good, yet you never invest? You're not going to reap any fruit? With that is why knowledge alone is not enough. Then the Lord said to him, that is to Abraham, know for certain that for 400 years, your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. And after, afterward, they will come out with great, great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace, and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. God gave this promise to Abraham. He told him, your descendants are going to go down to him. They are going to go to a foreign country. They will be enslaved. And after 400 years, I will bring them back to this land that I've given to you. That was a big picture. That was a big picture. Abraham passed this information to Isaac. Isaac passed this information to Jacob. And Jacob passed this information to Joseph and his brothers. No wonder Joseph had the courage to forgive his brothers. Remember, God promised they were going to leave the land and go to another land. And when Joseph was betrayed and sold, and he became the prime minister in Egypt, he understood God's divine purposes. That is why he said this. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am Joseph, your brother, the one you sold in Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not 
be angry with yourselves for selling me here because why? It was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land, and for the next five years, there will be no plowing and no reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me to me father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household. It was not you who sent me here, but God. God had already promised through his great-grandfather Abraham that his descendants were going to go to a foreign country where they will be slaves, but he's going to deliver them eventually. That is the bigger picture. And that is why Joseph, when I had asked his brothers to ask his father to bring the rest of the family down to Egypt, and we know the story. They all went down to Egypt, and in Egypt, they multiplied and multiplied, and 420 years later on, Moses shows up on the scene based upon this same promise. Freed the Israelites and took them back into the promised land. And God was orchestrating all this in preparation for the Messiah to be born. God was orchestrating all this because in the Garden of Eden, when Abraham, when uh, 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 Adam and Eve disobeyed God, ate of forbidden fruit and sin, God said, I am going to send the son of woman who will bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent will strike his heel. God already promised to send the Redeemer and all this is happening so that mankind can be rescued, redeemed and restored back to that fellowship we had with God. See, Joseph forgave his brothers, not because they were not guilty. He disobeys upon his trust in the Lord for an ultimate outcome that will glorify God. When you read the following verses, it sheds some light on the importance of trusting God. This is one of my favorite verses. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We need to trust God. We don't only need to lean on our own understanding. Because Nine out of ten times when we lean on our own understanding, it points us towards hatred, vengeance, unforgiveness, when we focus just on the pain. And we don't see the big picture of what God is trying to do here. Yes, Joseph had pain in his life. Yes, Joseph was betrayed. Yes, Joseph was lied about. Yes, Joseph was rejected. Yes, he went to prison. However, he could dare say this to his brothers. Do not be distressed and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. 
you need to begin to understand that to see the big picture. God positioned to here. It doesn't matter. Maybe you came through slavery. You, you ran away from war. Whatever the misfortune, God is positioning you to save lives. Do you know that? Have you come to that realization? It's not just about you. I'm not saying you haven't been through pain. I'm not saying that you haven't been betrayed. I'm not saying that you haven't been mistreated. What I'm saying is that there is a bigger plan. There is a bigger picture. Open up your eyes and look up to your deliverer. We must learn from the life of Joseph and take the higher road of forgiveness because we know God has better things in mind. In fact, God will use what the enemy meant for bad to work out better things for us. God will use what the enemy meant for bad to work greater things for us. God will use all the setbacks. God will use all the obstacles as stepping stones to the next level. Why do I say this? I say this with all confidence and with all boldness because we know as it is written in Romans 8.28, that word. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his good purpose. Please, this verse is true. Joseph demonstrates it. All things work for the good. All things work for the good. And that is why I'm calling on you today that you can trust God with your pain, maltreatment, betrayal, imprisonment, or whatever evil that has happened to you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Let me say it again. The good, the bad, and the ugly, especially the ugly, especially the bad, you can trust God with that. Let's listen to what Joseph said again. And do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives. Can you imagine his brothers betray him and Joseph is saying that it was to save life that God sent him ahead. He saw God's hand. He saw the bigger picture. He focused on the good that God can make out of, out of bad things. And that is why he says, so then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. That is almost double talk. Because God did not sell him. God did not betray him. His brothers did. But now Joseph is saying God is involved. God is all in all. I'm not saying that God is a perpetrator of, of evil. No. I'm not saying that God is a perpetrator of, 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 of discrimination. No. I'm not saying that God is a perpetrator of, of, of false imprisonment. No. I'm not saying that God is a perpetrator of greed. No. However, when those things happen to you, however, when people allow the devil to use them to do this dirty work, turn to God to make the most out of it for you. Joseph was hated, betrayed, sold, enslaved, and unjustly imprisoned. Yet, all these bad things prepared him to become the prime minister of Egypt. How come? Nothing seemed to be able to stop this guy. 
He started with a dream that he was going to become a leader. What are you dreaming? What are you hoping for? Joseph had a dream, but everything in his life appeared to be pointing him in an opposite direction. Everything was saying, oh, it's, it's never going to happen. However, because he maintained his trust in God, he maintained his eyes on the bigger picture. All those things that appeared to be acting contrary to his dreams were instead aligning him to that dream. It is not you to tell God how to fulfill the dreams that he has for your life. You need to trust him when it gets dark. You need to trust him when it gets difficult. You need to trust him when things don't make sense. Because in the life of Joseph, things did not make sense. This is the guy, his brother said, oh, we're going to catch him. We're going to kill him. Then they change their minds and say, let's sell him and see what will become of his dreams. There is a great dream in you. There is great potential in you. And it's going to take the good, the bad, the ugly to position you to reach your full potential. And that is what happened in the life of Joseph. He was sold as a slave. There was no hope. He was wrongfully accused and sent to prison to rot. There was no hope. However, we are told God was with him. If God be for you, if God be for you, who can be against you? He that did not spare his only begotten son, but gave him up for you. How much more alongside with him will he give us all other things? Let me say that again. If God be for you, who can be against you? He that did not spare his only begotten son, but gave him up for you. How much more alongside with him will he give you all other things? That is the blessed hope that we have. God being with us at all times, no matter what we're going through, we trust him. We keep our eyes on the bigger picture. We know he's going to come true for us. We cling to him just like Job said, yet ye though you slay me, yet will I trust you. God will come true for us eventually. He did for Joseph. Things were dark. Things were horrible. Things were terrible. Yet he persevered. He kept his eyes on the promise, on the big picture, and God came true for him. The things that were meant to destroy Joseph instead propelled him to the top. If his brothers knew they would sell him to Egypt for him to become their leader, maybe they would have changed their mind. People have done, people have wronged you. They want to destroy you. But what they don't know is God is going to come true for you and reposition you. Get excited. You too can trust God with your pain, maltreatment, betrayal, imprisonment, or whatever he, evil that has happened to you. To trust God is to forgive and focus on God's bigger plan, which is to do what to rescue. Redeem and restore mankind. That is what you have to be looking at and asking yourself, what is God doing here? The blessed hope is that nothing is wasted in God's economy. This may make may not make sense. Whenever, however, when you trust and obey, you will be able to live in accordance with the following admonition. 
in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything. In everything. It didn't say, oh, when things are going well. No, in everything, give thanks. Why are you going to be giving thanks? You're going to talk like Joseph. It appears to be double talk. His brothers betrayed him. He told them, look, you guys sold me. I'm your brother that you sold. However, God sent me. Don't be distressed with yourself. You know, it is God who sent me here. Can you imagine that his brother sold him in slavery? Now he's telling them, God sent me. What type of double talk is that? No, he understood something his brothers didn't. God was working everything together for his good. And that is why in everything, in everything, in everything, in everything, I'm emphasis on the every, everything. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Because God is not limited by anything. With God on your side, you're more than conquerors. With God with you, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can separate you. No demon, no principalities, no powers, no government, nothing. No human being. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Get excited. The love of God for you is more than anything else. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, again everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In everything. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything. With pray, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You need to have a thankful heart. You are here right now. You need to be thankful. You need to trust God. Look at the big picture and let God use you. Use whatever evil people have done to you to glorify himself. That is the hope. To live in peace, harmony, and justice. It is critical to trust God and embrace the, the, the bigger picture that he has for us. In this big picture, God wants to use us to advance his kingdom. Make yourself available. And everything else will fall into place. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I might have said some very hard things. It doesn't make sense to you. I wanted to think through it. You need to get a copy of this book and read it slowly. With understanding. And if you have any questions, the comments section is available. I would like to hear what you think. Don't forget to share and subscribe. And together, let's light our lamp and shine in, in darkness so that racism can get out of business. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. 
let it shine, let it shine, let your light so shine for men that it will see your good works and give glory to your Father which is in heaven. Shine the light. Racism is a smokescreen that is trying to shield the wickedness and the evil that is being manifested from the hearts of people. And that's why when we shine the light of God, when we confront hate with love, it's going to put racism out of business. When we confront unforgiveness, vengeance, hatred with forgiveness is going to put racism out of business. The only way you win against evil is by using righteousness. The only way you defeat darkness is by shining light. The only way you defeat hate is by using love. God bless you. Stay tuned for more updates.